0: Well, good morning, and uh, let me add to Lauren's welcome and thank you, team, for leading us in the, in that worship. It's uh, really great to be here with you uh, in your lounge room or wherever you're sitting this morning. Um, found it a real privilege that you've taken this time to to come to church and to be the church and to connect in this way. Um, some of you are watching online. Maybe you've got your computers out. Maybe you've put it up on the TV, or you're watching on your phone. Some of you. Uh, are watching on dvd and so welcome to you as well Uh, we are trying our best to get everyone connected and not everyone has uh, the abilities uh, or the tech um, abilities to get online and so we're we're doing our best to to connect everyone in the church and i just want to make sure that everyone is aware of that that the pastors and the the leadership team are are super aware at this moment of how um, isolated some people might be Uh, and so there are a lot of phone calls happening uh, and a lot of creative ways we're we're getting the message and the the connections out there, or maybe you're listening on podcast. So welcome to you as well. Uh, all these different ways that you're connecting, uh, really appreciate it. Um, and on that, uh, I just want to make uh, another note as well that we are continuing to work out how ministry looks in this way. Um, Laura mentioned the online ministry team, and so we're we're looking at putting some people together that. Um, particularly in this season that that might help us to reach people and to connect with people during this time but even all our ministries we're gonna sort of review every single thing that we do uh, and see uh, what we can do to continue those ministries to those people uh, in creative ways um, physically apart so um, if you do have suggestions or ideas make sure you send them through let us know Um, we're all learning in this season together no one's an expert no one's done this before so uh, we are, yeah, we're learning together. Um, like Lauren said, small groups are happening um, and in this time I reckon this is one of the most important things that you could get yourselves involved in um, because there is a great sense of connection and belonging that happens in small groups. Um, our small group met uh, during the week and, and we did it online. We get to see each other's faces and have a laugh and and connect with each other and it's a uh, when you're at home all day every day it's a really nice thing to be able to see a familiar face uh, and connect in that way so let us know if you want to join a small group and we'll definitely get you involved it's going to be super easy and there'll be more information coming out in the next couple of days on what that might look like as well but this morning i'm here to to preach and to bring the word and we're going to hit pause on the unsung heroes um this morning and we're going to pick that up uh maybe next week um but i just want to to share a message of encouragement this morning that I feel God's put on my heart just to, um, to, to encourage you in this season. Um, I know that for us personally our week has been um, pretty tumultuous. It's been uh, a roller coaster and you know if for those who don't know Alana has a business and she's had to shut the doors to that and there's staff involved that don't have jobs anymore and uh, you know it there's a lot of stress and a lot of heartache and I'm sure you've got similar stories and similar pain and similar questions going on at the moment of what is God doing and, and, and how can we navigate this season where we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We don't know what announcements are going to be made. Uh, we don't know what the new rules will be. Um, it seems to be changing day by day, moment by moment. Uh, and so this is where this morning I want to preach from. Uh, and so if you've got your Bibles with you, if you've got your if you've got a phone that's not being used to, to stream the service, then I encourage you to jump on the Uversion app and you can follow along and see some sermon notes and, and the scriptures as well there. Take some notes. So Matthew 6 is where we're going to read from this morning. and I'm going to read from verse 25 to 34. It says this, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't reap or sow or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of those. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink? What will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself each day, Has enough trouble of its own lord jesus we thank you for your word this morning and we thank you that you want to speak to our hearts you want to encourage us you want to point us to you and god we thank you that you have a plan you have a purpose and we can trust you in it we pray that we would hear your voice this morning and that you would speak to us and that we'd obey in jesus name amen You know it's uh, an interesting week and an interesting couple of weeks we found ourselves in and uh, i've seen so many funny things uh, as i'm sure you have online and and one of the things that i've loved to see is um, parents threatening their children with um, toilet paper it's sort of like the new thing that you will do this task or you won't do this task and if you don't you'll have one square of toilet paper for the week or or whatever it is and uh, i just think it's hilarious that we've Got to this point in, and that toilet paper seems to be the thing that we are uh, using as a stick um, and trying to get people to do the right things and and that's the that's the reward who would have thought uh, a month ago that we would value toilet paper of all things uh like we do today uh, but on a serious note how do you get toilet paper um alana and i got back from holidays and we haven't seen it yet and we're a couple of days of a couple of days away of really uh finding ourselves in a Pretty sticky situation. So if you've got any tips, hit us up. Um, But, you know, um, this idea of threatening people with with things they could have or couldn't have, you know, kings of the past and and some kings of the the present, you know, oppressing kings and kings that rule with oppression and, and threats rule like this. One of the weapons they use, one of the main weapons they use, is making their people feel anxious or stressed, making their people feel like, where will my next meal come from? Will I be okay? Do I have enough? Because the king, if he's wanting to get more from his people, will take things away. And you know the enemy of this world, the king of lies, is exactly like this. He wants us to feel like there is something that we could lose. There is something that could be taken away from us that would really hurt us. He loves us to feel anxious or worried or to be bound to fear and wondering what will be next. And this morning I want to remind you that that is not the king that we serve. The king that we serve is far different than the king of this world. The king that we serve doesn't deal with threats or you better do this or else, but he deals with love and he deals with a generous heart and a loving heart. And to worry about tomorrow is to fall right into the mindset that the enemy wants. Because when we spend our time worrying about tomorrow, we are not fully present today in God's will and his purpose that he has for us. And so I want to have a look at this passage and, uh, and see what God would encourage us with this morning. In verse 25, that, that first verse, he says, Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or, your, or about your body or what you'll wear. Um, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? And, of course, if we've learnt anything from my Father, therefore, what's it there for? Uh, we know that we need to look and see the context of this passage. And the context of this passage is Jesus preaching his Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but right before this, he's been talking about how we cannot serve both God and money. And the main idea being that we serve one thing well. We serve one thing at a time. Matthew six nineteen to 24 tells us, Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. One king, that's all we can handle. That's all we can serve. One. And when, king, uh, when the king is Jesus, life as it's designed to, falls into place. But if it's anything other than Jesus, worry will come, anxiety will come, darkness will come, despair will come in. When we fix our eyes on the things that are not eternal, we wonder how long they will last. All things not eternal won't last. It seems like a silly thing to say, but all things that aren't eternal won't last. And so your eye being the lamp of your body that this passage is talking about is telling us to fix our eyes on that which is eternal. Fix our eyes on eternity, on the things of heaven, on things of the kingdom. Fix your eyes on what is right. Things that aren't eternal won't last. Your house won't last. Your physical health won't last. Your possessions won't last. Your toy collection won't last. These things are not eternal. But when the king of this world, when the enemy gets in our ear, he tells us to look at them and to keep looking at them, to fix our attention on them. Because we'd better watch them or they might be snatched from us. See, that's the, things with, that's the thing with things that aren't eternal is that they can be taken from us at any moment. But when we look at the things that are eternal, we can be sure that they will never be taken from us. And so I think the whole point of this passage and and Jesus' encouragement to us this morning is is to remind us of where our attention would lie. King Jesus, he doesn't lead his people into anxiety or worry. He doesn't lead with threats. He leads with promises. He leads with hope. He says life is more than what you see. It's more than food and it's more than material things. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, Paul says, We live by faith and not by sight. Fix your focus. Fight for your faith and keep your eyes up, especially in this season. Jesus is the perfect king and he'll lead his people. We can't see it all the time, but we believe it and we live by faith. Jesus demonstrates how generous he is, and and the and the the thing that we can, or the reason, one of the reasons we can trust him through this next little section, in verse 26 onwards, he starts talking about the birds, and the flowers, and he says, consider the birds of the of the sky; they don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now, I'll just make a quick point here: that the birds aren't sitting there doing nothing; they're still working. But they're not trying to store up for themselves things uh, that might be taken away. And Jesus says, aren't you more worthy than they? And can any of you add one moment to his life by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? you of little faith so he doesn't just care for the important things he doesn't just care for our our lives but he cares for all of his creation his love is boundless his provision knows no end he cares more about you than you do he cares more about you than anyone could ever more than the government cares more than anyone cares he cares more he cares most he wins in the care department God loves the most, and I don't know about you, but in a time of uncertainty like this, I wanna know that someone with authority, someone with the resource, and someone with power has my back. I wanna know that it's just not over to me to fend for myself and my family. And I know that I have someone behind me. I have someone around me, I have someone in me that has the authority, the resource, and the power to see me through, and you have the same. Jesus is with you. He's around you. He's in you. And he has the authority, the resource, and the power to see you through this season, through drought and through plenty. God has always provided. He always will. He's always cared, and he always will. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The promise of God is all around us. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. And be reminded that God provides for these. He will surely provide for you. He loves you so much more. So this command of don't worry about tomorrow is backed up by these evidences and these reasons jesus points to his creation and says you can trust me because of what you see there is evidence all around you we are called not to panic but to pursue jesus instead to seek first his kingdom you know there's moments in your life um, or your week or your day where you just get a a craving for something and you just have to have it. For me, it's lollies. Sometimes I'll, it might be in the middle of the night or it might be first thing in the morning. Uh, In fact, it happens a lot uh, where I just get uh, a craving and I just need a natural confectionery snake. Uh, And that's the only thing that my body is chasing in that moment and so I'll search the cupboards um, and if there's none in the cupboards I will, well at the moment I'll think very carefully before I head to the supermarket but I'll um, in the past, I'll just head down and, and grab a packet and eat them as fast as I can without anyone knowing. Sorry, I'll just confess something there. Um, but maybe at the moment, it's just like, I think that's, that's what's happening with toilet paper at the moment. It's just like, seek first that. Um, and there's certain things uh, and moments in life where we're just on a one-track mind and, and searching to find something. And if we don't get it, then it's just like, I have to have it. We can't think about anything else. We have a seek first mentality. I must have this or I must have that or I can't, I can't operate, I can't keep going. And I think this is the seek first mentality that Jesus is saying, seek first the kingdom. Have that, I have to have God's provision. I have to have God's perspective on this. I have to seek his kingdom, his way, his perspective. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I want to encourage you and challenge you this morning. How can you seek God first in this season? How can you seek God first today, this afternoon, tomorrow? How can you seek God first? How can you use your time, your resource, your influence to seek God first? How can we assist others in seeking God in this season? Because I think this is gonna be an incredible witness to the people around us, how we seek God first, and, and as we do, we seem to live a worry-free life. We seem to have no cares or concern about tomorrow. We are wise and we make smart decisions, but tomorrow doesn't grip us like today does. We are present with God in the purpose he has for us. And I believe as we do this, and as God's people do this, we'll be the salt and the light of the earth. Before this passage in Matthew 6, Jesus um, talks about his disciples and his people being the salt and the light of the earth. And I believe this is one of the ways that we are to be the salt and the the light of the world. Matthew 5, 13 to 16, Jesus talks about this. You're the salt of the earth. In verse 14, you're the light of the world. And so Jesus outlines from this moment how we are to be salt and light. From this moment in his Sermon on the Mount, he says, you're going to be salt and light. And then he starts listing ways, I believe, of how you're going to be salt and light. Through your conduct, through your attitude, through the way you pray, you're going to be salt and light in the world. And this is no different. Through the way we trust and depend on Jesus and not worry about tomorrow, we're going to be salt and light to the world. We show people Jesus through the way we live and through the way we respond in time of crisis. Because we have a hope that is not from this world. We have a hope that can't be touched by COVID-19. We have a hope that is immune to any stock market crash. We have a hope that isn't attached to any employment. And we have a hope that supersedes all we can see in this world. We are a light in dark places, in confined places, in desperate places. And people will see this, and they'll be attracted to it. The world around us needs this hope, this light, this salt. And you are needed in this season by the people around you. They need people who are carrying hope and who shine light in this time. And you are that person for so many people. You have a message to carry, you have life to give, you have hope to show. So don't worry, have faith, don't fear keep shining the light that Jesus wants you to shine you know in John 14 Jesus tells us again around this idea of of not being worried or anxious he says don't let your heart be troubled in in verse one believe in God believe also in me he goes on uh, from that and starts talking about heaven and eternity and again helping us see that when our attention is on what it should be our hearts won't be troubled and it's a command don't let your heart be troubled this is something that we can choose to do for ourselves Further on in chapter 14 of John, he says, Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. I don't give as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. And so I think the antidote for worry is this idea of worship, of of, of fixing our attention on Jesus in the way we should. It's setting our hearts and our minds on the eternal thing. And so this morning, today, I want to leave you with this. You have a choice. To be fearful or to have faith? And it's determined by your focus. This world or another? The king of lies or the king of hope? Where will your attention turn? How much TV will you watch compared to your time in God's presence? You know, in a time like this, it's very easy to be consumed by the media, to be consumed by the, the noise of the world and the news of the world. And when we do that, it causes us worry and stress. It causes us to fix our attention on things that are not eternal. And so, by all means, watch the news. Watch the news. But don't fixate your life on it. Don't spend more time watching it than you do in God's presence, remembering His promises. Will you saturate your life with the things of this world or the promises of a king who cares for you? So we have a choice, fear or faith. And we also have a choice whether we seek the kingdom and how we seek the kingdom. How will you seek the kingdom of God? How will you seek it first? This week, how will you seek it first? I know for me this week, that has been a constant reminder in my ear. How will I seek God first? Because it's so easy for me to get caught up in what's happening in this world, in the worry and the stress. But i know i need to choose to seek god first and to lead my family to seek him first and i pray you'll do that as well and so maybe you this morning you find yourself in this season with worry with anxiety with stress you found yourself looking at what could be taken from you instead of looking at what the king of hope has given to you and this morning Um, I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with us as a church to fix our eyes on Jesus. If you'd like someone to pray for you um, individually, then you can click the buttons and, and, and do that at the moment. If you haven't put your trust in Jesus and you want to, then you can click a button and do that as well, and someone will pray with you. But can I pray for us as a church in this moment to fix our eyes and our attention on Jesus like never before? Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning as broken people, and God, um, we, we repent for, for fixing our attention on things that we know we shouldn't. But this morning we choose, again, to look to you, to look to eternity, and to look to the King that cares for us more than we care for ourselves. The King that has the, the authority, the resource, and the power to see us through any and every season of life. And God, we choose to fix our attention on you. And God, we pray that as we do, you would enable us not to worry, to not let anxiety rise up in us or stress or fear. But God, we could live the way you've called us to live. And as we do, we will be the salt and the light of this world. We will help people see you in ways they never have before. And God, through this, you would do a miracle in people's lives of turning them towards you for the first time. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks so much for coming to church and connecting with us in this way. We're going to leave the chat open uh, for a few moments and you can continue to chat and connect, uh, to ask for prayer, to ask questions. Uh, but I want to encourage you to keep checking out the, the website, sbc.org.au online, where you'll see all the updates uh, when we when we have a more concrete details around what small group will be. They'll be there straight away and we'll let you know. Uh, But thanks for joining us and we pray and hope you have a great week this week and we'll see you again next Sunday.